James Valade, and I am the founder of Keeper of the Game. I'm Brian Hochter, executive director of Keeper of the Game. You know, for me, baseball has been one of the things that's been a really consistent, fun, challenging uh, part of my life. Um, from being a player up through the collegiate level at Baylor University to moving on shortly after playing in college to being a head coach in college. Uh, it was just something that was always a passion of mine. And, and the one thing that, that, you know, that I really started to see uh, throughout my journeys in baseball was just kind of the, the, the screen or the netting or the walls between uh, the special needs community uh, and the field. I started to think, you know, it'd be great if we could, find a, a bridge for the special needs community to get involved with baseball at the level to which we're working um, at, at that time collegiately and then professionally. And now in my current position as a high school baseball coach, still the passion to share the game. And hopefully the game would provide things that have provided me consistency, um, love, affirmation, uh, challenge, uh, you know, success, failure. I mean, all of it. So it was, it was, James's baby and he he um he told me about what he was doing. We we um talked a lot after Frisco Rough Riders games when James was working there. And um just I, I fell in love with the concept and uh and the logo and the whole idea. I was you know in on it in on it from the when he, he uh told me about it. I had kids come into our program years ago and um, not, not, not very confident, not verbal, um, not really wondering, not, not really knowing if they wanted to come in and, and be a part of, of what we were doing. And now it's just to see the kids with the confidence and the, the boldness and, you know, so, so proud of themselves and we're proud of them too. Just in general, not only the organization, what motivates both of you? Keeper of the game. It's just it's it's seeing what this does, what it does for kids, how, how much they get out of it. Um, and some of the, the one thing when I I volunteer at the Frisco Miracle League and I insist if I'm volunteering I'm going to pitch. And the reason is selfish. When you stand out there and pitch to these kids, you see how excited they get. The bat hits the ball, their face lights up. It's it, it just energizes you, and um, just being able to to provide for these kids and, and give them other opportunities and to to kind of foster their love for, for baseball is, is it's heartwarming. Um, and seeing how personally how some of these kids have grown and matured and. Um, individually become, you know, functioning parts of our you know, community. Um, Clayton was, uh, was about six years old when, when we first met him. He would hide behind his mom's leg. And, and you know, just you'd get him to say a word or two to you, and that was about it. Now he insists on singing the national anthem at everything we do. Every event. Every event. Every event. Yep. It, it's, it's, it's kind of, fun. it's kind of funny because 
we always talk about our events. This is how we start the events. Clayton, again, who would not get come out from behind his mom when he came out to events. And and here's Tina trying to in, integrate her son into social settings. And she's she's like, get off my leg and go out there, you know, go. Um, he went from that to every event starts. Clayton sings the national anthem. His mom cries. And then we start every time. <laughs> it's like clockwork. It's like clockwork. So Clayton even does that at the when he's when he's at Miracle League now, he has to get there two hours early and do um do PA or play by play for the other games that he's not involved in. Oh wow. He's amazing. he's doing everything now. He's a stud. <laughs> but that's what that's exactly what Brian was talking about, hitting on um, you know, when he when he comes through the door, how excited he is and he's always in his keeper gear and we're his team and it's a safe place. And, you know, it's he's he's valued, he's accepted, he's exceptional when he shows up. It's not it's like going into a social setting where he feels uncomfortable or or uh looked at differently. It, it's 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 his house, you know? And and those are things that as he as we see that what's ironic about you know the whole situation of not aging out the ironic part is we get the gift of watching these kids continue to grow i mean we do that's a gift for us because we're like we go through pictures and we see kids that we had from year one and now you know i mean it's almost 10 years later and you're just watching where you can if you go into our photo albums you can watch kids grow up through our photo albums it's amazing and sometimes sometimes i just sit there for you know, an hour and I just scroll through events that we had and just you go through memory lane. And we've had some cool events, big movie night, RP 11 bowling. We've had um, events with uh, endless at the Miracle League. Um, Brian heads up all of our Miracle League, um, you know, all of our programming there onto big events at the Frisco Rough Riders AA Stadium where, you know, we're like, we're out there and these kids that come out there are so shy I mean, I remember a kid, Dom, one time, he was so shy coming out. He didn't know if he wanted to play or whatever. And and uh, about a half hour into our program, he he hit a ball. He ran down to first base. He stands on first base, and he flexes like this. <laughs> Brian, you remember that picture? Yes. He, he, he flexes like this. And I, I promise you, he turns to the stands and finds his mom, and and and, and he's like, we're not going home we're not going home. Like I'm staying here. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, like before it was like, please, please get on the field and try this. Just go, go sit down in the grass and hang out for a minute. You know? And all of a sudden he's like, I'm not going home. <laughs> those, those are mom. I'm not going home. They like, are you, am I going home? Like, no, 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 you're not going home yet. Like, Oh my gosh, this is great. So those are, those are the moments that, that really stand out. And, and to answer your question directly, did we ever think it was going to have this much impact? We had hoped so. We we really did. But when when you're when you're James Vlade and you're Brian Hopter and he's he's sitting in my kitchen and I'm looking at him going, Brian, I'm I'm so frustrated with this paperwork and we're getting we got you know we're trying to get our five hundred one c three and we're trying to do stuff to give and it, the form comes back and here's another request and you know honestly the blessing for me is that. Where, where my strengths are, are not in that. Um, my strengths are in other areas, but uh, Brian taught me a pretty good lesson in perseverance on uh, on staying through it. And 
It's like, hey man, we're almost to the goal line. Once we once we get it done, we never have to do this again. We're we're you know we're stamped. So um, I had always hoped we had we'd get to this point, but I have to be honest. When we first started, it was it was uh, you know there was definitely some doubt early on in the process, but you know just kept praying about it and and obviously surrounding ourselves with good people because Brian and I have been in charge with building our team and. Um, you know, Brian's a good GM. I can tell you that. Anything for the for the kids, we we get it done. One of one of our uh, one of our one of our keeper kids. Her name's Amber McDonald, and she's kind of been she's like my little sister. She's kind of been with me for the last nine years, wherever I've been. Frisco Rough Riders, coaching at Oklahoma State, and so when I came to uh, when I when I moved back to the area, I had scouted from the Miami Marlins for two years. And um, unfortunately got sick and had heart surgery and that's all behind us now. But um, I decided after the heart surgery that traveling 65,000 miles a year scouting was probably not going to be the best thing for me. So I took, took a high school job um, last year as my first year to coach in high school. And, and uh, Amber came with me and <laughs> if you look at every we won the state championship in our first year it was oh, wow it was it was it was amazing like brian had asked me he like hey how's how's it going so we're trying to get through practice you know <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing we're trying to we're trying to win practice but um but when you look at every state championship photo that we have you know, amber's in there front and center allowed on the field allowed to she'll come and practice with us Can you tell me a little bit about how the organization helps the confidence uh, level for the players in not only baseball, but everyday life? That's the thing that, that, that I love most about it, that when a, when a kid with special needs, especially kids on the spectrum, um, find something that they, f they are interested in or fall in love with, they're just like, it's kind of hyper-focused on that. And the uh, whole people of the game setting, when kids are doing uh, clinics and, and uh, they're going to games and things like that, it brings out the, the social element in them that uh, often you don't see. And and, and it just, uh, we, we've got a handful of kids that their confidence has gone through the roof from, from when we met them, a, a lot of it really has to do with, um, with the foundation and finding a love for baseball. The minute that a kid walks through the door or on the field um, or comes into one of the special events for Keeper of the Game, they know they're loved. Like, we're their team. You know, like a lot of people look at and they say, Who's your team? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I like, you know, I like the Yankees or I like the Pirates or I like the Dodgers. Who's your team? A lot of our kids, when they when you ask them who's your team, they say keeper of the game. And so our 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 logo represents their team and them. And there's there's never there's never a time where where they're not cared about at a high level, um, where they're not loved, where they're not appreciated and celebrated. And Brian and I made a decision really early that if, if we were going to try to build our mission of serving kids with special needs and, and disabilities, 
the one the one thing that we really needed to do was we needed to try to find team building exercises for people to be a part of what we're doing where we can explain our mission in a in a very simplistic form and engage people in the foundation a thing like the like the food drive it's just grown what we do for the community through that how many meals and and, and uh people who are in need are getting help by that it's just it's just amazing food drive started on probably a 10 by 10 area on the floor of a local batting cage owned by former major leaguer jason jennings who we approached and said hey we want to do a food drive could this be a could this be a point and it went from people carrying bags to like us needing trucks like box trucks to deliver food and we're talking manpower of of hundreds of people not i mean so it went from like how many you know brian and i would joke how many bags can you carry out to the back of the car you know and now it's you know brian brian's scheduling you know it, it's it's like a it's like a fleet service now it's <laughs> there's there's vehicles in and out so it's really amazing to see where it's come and from a very um simple concept of how we can pull people together uh, it became something that is heavily dependent on by our by our community <laughs> On your website, a lot of, you know, T-shirts and stuff you sent me say uh, RP11. Uh, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about the significance on that? Yeah, absolutely. So RP11 is a program that we run um, through uh, through Keeper of the Game Foundation. It's, it's really one of our partner programs. Um, uh, one of my former teammates who is heavily involved in the starting of keeper of the game and supporting events and, you know, supporting us financially, um, supporting us through, through spreading the word. Unfortunately, he had, he had passed away a couple of years ago and, you know, I, I was ironically enough, I was captain of the team when he was playing his, his first year at Baylor and we were close and we stayed friends. And, you know, when he passed away, I guess for me, I felt like, you know, I just felt this strong call to perpetuate Ron's name through Keeper of the Game, a foundation that he loved. I mean, he loved Keeper of the Game. And so we started RP11 to perpetuate Ron's name uh, in the special needs community and allow his name to stay at the forefront of giving, of servant leadership, and and what's what's right about Keeper of the Game. Because Ron exemplified a person that just absolutely cherished a lot of times you know, he was, he, he was never a guy that wanted to be front and center. He was never a guy that, that was just, you know, so, so out in front. I mean, he was a guy that behind the scenes gave advice on, you know, constructing the program and where we could go and here's some ideas. And he actually brought keeper of the game uh, internationally when he went to the Dominican Republic, which oh, got us wow. exposure to the Dominican. Um, and obviously we know the baseball culture down there is amazing in the DR. So, um, Ron had a pretty worldly lens for us. And when we lost him, we didn't want to lose his vision. And so we started RP 11 and it, it really, it really took on a life of its own where we started the Ron Patterson scholarship fund, which provides education for special needs, uh, students. And it's really, you know, as Ron and I would always talk about when servant leadership meets inclusion, it's a very powerful thing. And 
RP11 stands for servant leadership and it definitely stands for inclusion. And Ron, Ron RP, Ron Patterson, and number 11 was the number uh, that he wore when he played in college. So that's where we got RP11. It was, it was actually a, a, a tag when he had passed away. One of our, one of our mutual teammates said, you know, Hey, we're going to miss you. Yeah. RP11, you know, and that was it. I was like, that's it. And I called Brian. I'm like, that's it. You know, that's, and um, you know, as, as, you know, Brian, Brian's the one that, uh, that brings a really, a really favorable balance to the foundation um, with him, you know, having raised a special needs child who is as, as high functioning as, as anybody, but um, you know, Brian brings that, that balance to what we're trying to do. And um, when that came up, he, he had some ideas too. And it was like, all right, we can put wheels on this and, Last year, in our first attempt, we raised thirty-five thousand uh, dollars for a scholarship fund, and this year we're we're estimated to bring in about fifty thousand. Wow! So, and this is one thing I wanted to ask him, Brian: When you're at an event, what's your favorite part of the event? Um, every time we do one of the uh, clinics, yeah, we usually do a home run derby. Yeah, that's and true. The, uh, the the one cool thing that James set, came up with was we get the kids, they're hitting off a tee. All the volunteers go to the outfield. They become the outfield wall. We're going to make sure every kid hits a home run. So there's kids like Bryce that can just knock the snot out of the ball. We're back in the, the wall way up. Yeah. And then as you know, kids who make contact, we're getting as close as we can and letting it, letting it get through the wall. Uh, it's just exciting and, and fun to watch. Yeah, the yeah. the the human wall. So, <laughs> so Michael, here comes here comes the six year old, right? And there's like 50, 60 adults making a human outfield wall. Right. And then <laughs> Brian's like, bring him in, and here comes everybody, and then they sit up. A <laughs> passion for for keeping the game is knowing that that I always want these kids to know that they're loved, that they always have a team, that they're always going to have coaches, um, and that they're going to always have a, a place uh, that they can call home, something to really look forward to. And, you know, for me, my, my passion comes from obviously having a learning disability and being, you know, being in remedial classes, being in special placement academically. Um, it was a challenge for me. And I unfortunately, I was going through it in a time where, there wasn't a whole lot of support. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of identification for learning disabilities. There was just, oh, this kid wants to learn or this kid doesn't and the how kids learn. And we've come a long way with support um, with, uh, with all kinds of learning disabilities. That's always been a passion of mine to, to help us assist. And well, my, my disability um, isn't physical. My disability is learning and you know, I just, I love baseball so much. I always worked in the classroom to make sure I could play and uh, eventually, you know, made it, made it through college and uh, was fortunate enough to earn a master's degree. And I'm just here to show everybody you can do it.